Hello, and welcome back to the Let's Go with Ashley Will podcast. I'm so happy you're here. This is the first episode of June. Well, depending on when you're listening, you could be listening to this at Christmas time for all, for all I know. <laughs> but for those of you who listen to this in real time, this will be dropping Friday. And this is the first episode I am doing in June. Happy June. It is Brantley. Brantley is my son. He will be 11 on Sunday, June 11th. So I love June. It's summer. Thank the Lord. It is the weather has been gorgeous. I'm in West Virginia, sunny and 80s every day. I could take this weather all year round. So it has got me super pumped up and in super creator mode too, which is a good thing, right? Because especially if you, if you have a business online and you are in a funk, like a creator's funk, isn't that the worst? Like you cannot think of anything for the life of you. Oh, and I swear like winter time, fall time, I swear my brain like shuts down. So the sun just breathes creativity into my mind and I am loving it. So hopefully it's doing the same for you. All right, I'm going to talk about something pretty crazy. Um, I had never heard of this, um, and I think I'm going to title this this episode, This Could Be the Thing Holding You Back. And I heard of this phenomenon, phenomenon, I cannot say that word, phenomenon. <laughs> I've heard of this Uh not too long ago. And when I heard of it, I was like, oh my gosh, like, why have I never heard of this? And it's so true. Like a million light bulbs just went off in my brain. I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is so true. I have to do an episode on this. And I feel like a lot of you may, may fall under this umbrella because I know, and I have some real life examples, like for my own life, where I have fallen into this trap myself, but I got, I got myself out of it without even knowing that like this was a thing. Okay. So like I said, I'm going to title this, this could be the thing holding you back. And this is the thing it's called the sunk cost fallacy. If you're like me, like when I first heard this, I was like, huh, come again. What is that? I'm going to need you to spell that out. It's literally sunk, S-U-N-K, cost, C-O-S-T, fallacy, F-A-L-L-A-C-Y, the sunk cost fallacy. And fallacy just means a mistaken belief, okay? This is a thing, you guys, and I'm telling you, especially in the network marketing, coaching industry, um, solopreneur, like if you have a business online or you just are an entrepreneur at heart, I bet you have fallen into this and you haven't even realized it. So I'm going to read you the actual definition of the sunk cost fallacy. Okay. I'm actually going to read you two different definitions. So the first one is the sunk cost fallacy is a phenomenon 
where a person is reluctant to abandon a strategy or course of action because they have invested heavily in it, even when it's clear that abandonment would be more beneficial. Like are some light bulbs going off already? Here's another definition. The sunk cost fallacy is our tendency to continue with something we've invested money, effort, or time into, even if the current costs outweigh the benefits. We dig ourselves into deeper and deeper holes. How many of you guys have started something, or maybe you're going through this right now, you are in a business, let's say, or you have started uh, taking classes on something. This could pertain to so many different things. But you've gotten in and you've realized, like in your mind, you're like, I I don't know. I don't really want to be doing this. But dang, like I've already like put so much time into this. I put so much effort into this. I've spent a lot of money on this. Like I can't quit now. Like I've, I've already invested my time, my energy, my effort. I've sacrificed spending time with my family. I have spent a lot of money into this. So um, I'm stuck. I got to keep doing it even though it sucks, even though I don't want to be doing this, even though I'm not even seeing results. I've got to keep doing it because I've already spent so much time and money. That is what the sunk cost fallacy is. And you just keep staying in it. And I looked up a, a pretty cool fact and it's so true. It's so true. Psychologically, the idea of losing something is much more powerful than the idea of us gaining something. Isn't that crazy, you guys? Like the thought of us losing $100. So let's say we're walking down the street and we lose a $100 bill. Like that's awful. Like we're freaking out right? Like, oh my gosh, a hundred dollars. Like that's what I was going to get to the store with. That's what I was going to use to sell my kid up for dance class. That's what I was going to like, a hundred dollars. Like I worked so hard for that. Like psychologically, we torment ourselves so much more of our losing something rather than gaining something. Let's say we find a hundred dollar bill on the street. We're like, wow, like this is awesome. This is cool. But dang, if we lose a hundred dollar bill, like guaranteed it is hundred times more powerful. This plays right into this phenomenon of the sunk cost fallacy and how we keep doing something that we don't even want to be doing. Like another example of this is choosing to finish, say we go to the movies and we, and the movie is awful. We hate it. It's so boring. But my gosh, we are not getting up and leaving because we paid good, hard-earned money for that ticket, (laughs) right? Like we're crazy. We choose to finish this boring, awful movie because we already paid for the ticket. And I feel like this is like really an old-fashioned thing too. Like I feel like lots of us were brought up this way, like our parents told us, once you start something, you finish it. Like that, that's the, like the golden standard. Like you finish what you start. Like think about kids' sports. How many of you guys like sign your kids up for something and then your kids are like, oh, we hate it. And we're like, well, we already paid for it. Like you're going to finish the season. 
right? Like, I feel like I was taught that. And I feel like so many of us were taught that. Like, if you start something, you need to finish it. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I don't agree. I don't agree. And I have done this in my own personal life. And once I did this the first time, and I'm going to give you my my example, I realized, wow, I actually don't want to pass this mentality onto my kids. If my kids start something brand new, they don't necessarily know if they're going to like it or not, right? I don't want them to finish something that is making them miserable. Like why? Just to say you finished it? Like that to me is the definition of like insanity. Actually, I think the definition of insanity is like doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. But to me, it's very similar. Like you're going to keep doing something that you hate, that you're miserable at, that is not producing results, but you're just going to keep doing it because you've already paid for it. You've already put in time. You've already whatever. Like, no, that is one thing that I want to break. And so for me, I first experienced this. A lot of you guys probably don't know, unless you're like a longtime follower of mine, um, that I used to be a life coach. Okay, I guess technically still am. But I, I went to school. I took classes. I invested a lot of money into learning the skill of being a life coach and also an LOA practitioner, which LOA just stands for law of attraction, a law of attraction practitioner and a life coach. So I, I mean, you guys, like I went all in on this and the classes were online. I was in a group setting. I mean, I went halfway through the program Spent a lot of money, you guys, a lot of time. Y'all, I still have the binders full of notes and educational material and papers and so much of my time, so much of my effort. And when I got into this, about a quarter of a way, maybe not even halfway through the program, I knew I didn't want to do this. I did not want to be a life coach because I started doing it, right? It was to the part of the program where you actually started taking on life coaching clients and I started coaching, life coaching. And I was like, I don't want to be doing this. Like in my gut, in my mind, in my heart, like I love helping people in business, in their business. I love helping people start businesses. I love helping people grow their business. I'm really good at it. I know a lot about it. It comes naturally to me. I could talk all day about it. And life coaching is completely different. And it felt so forced and so hard and just not good, not good. And... um. A time was coming up in the program where like, it was like your instructor had to get on the other line with your coaching client. Like it was going to be like a three-way call and they were just going to listen in to your life coaching um, call. And I had so much freaking anxiety around this. I was like, I can't do it. Like I wasn't even sleeping at night. I hated it. I did not want to do it. 
And I was like, I've spent so much time and energy. Look at all these binders and notebooks and money and that I've spent into this and like spent time away from my family, like missed out literally. Um, because the school was actually based in Canada. So even over Thanksgiving, like I had a call. Like we, I didn't even like go do Thanksgiving. Like that's the kind of sacrifice and like time and effort that I put into this. And I just decided, I was like, I'm, I quit. I'm not going to do this. Like I realized that I, I was much more and I learned, I didn't even know what business consulting was until I started this life coaching program. And they really talked about the differences in being a life coach and a consultant. And I was much more, everything that they were telling me I couldn't do was what I wanted to do. Like it's what I naturally just was good at and what I just felt called to do. Like when you're a life coach, you can't tell people what to do. Being a life coach is about asking the right questions and really bringing your client to them answering their own questions, right? Because you're a really good question asker. And to me, if it was a life coach and they were asking me something about their business and I knew in my gut like exactly what to tell them to do, but my instructor was like, you can't tell them what to do. Like they have to come up with their own answers. You have to guide them to find their own answers. And I was like, what? Like this makes no sense. I know exactly how they can grow their business. <laughs> but I couldn't like tell them. Like it was just, it was so forced and I just, I hated it. And I was like, okay, I'm like, I have the business consultant role, 100% hat on. And I'm not allowed to do that here why the heck am I going to keep doing it? Like, that's what I was asking myself. And that right there is the sunk cost fallacy. And it's the same thing. I see so many network marketers even playing into this. Say you've been in the same company or you've been doing the same thing. And you're like, even with me and my network marketing, I've been in network marketing for almost a decade When I decided to branch out, which I really just did, so I I branched out about two years ago and went into coaching, uh, business coaching, but I really branched out more into my own offer, my my own brand, all of all of that, like almost a hundred percent just a few months ago. Because I always had network marketing as like the, my main gig. And I pigeonholed myself into network marketing for so long. And it's like all that I've known. And it's all that, all the money I've put into learning the skill, all of the um, experience, time, and energy, almost 10 years. That's a long time. And it almost kept me stuck in network marketing and maybe just. I, maybe I just needed to go to another company. Um, you know, this is what I know. This is what I've invested in. This is where I've spent all my time. So I've got to stay here. And it was a little bit scary stepping out, even though I knew like it's what I needed to do, but it's that sunk cost fallacy, right? Like it's our tendency to continue with something we've invested money, effort, or time into, even if the current costs outweigh the benefits. So that's why I titled this episode, Is This the Thing That Is Holding You Back? Get you on a sheet of paper and and make a list. 
Make a list. Why are you staying where you're at? Even if you are in an industry, right? Let's say you're in the health industry and you want to be in the beauty industry, but you're like, ah, I've spent all of this time or vice versa. You're in the makeup industry, beauty, skincare industry, but you want to be in the health industry. But that's all you've known is the beauty, right? So you feel like, ah, I've got to stay here. This is what I know. This is what I've been investing time in. This is what I've built myself around. This is what I've spent money on. Then you just keep staying there. I want to urge you, encourage you, empower you, inspire you to maybe not stay where you're at, to maybe quit. Like maybe you should be a quitter. And I feel like that's not talked about. Like what's talked about is stick it out, keep doing it. You start something, you need to finish it. I'm going to say no, you shouldn't finish it. Maybe your goal hasn't changed. Your goal can stay the same, but maybe you need a different vehicle to get you to your goal. So I hope that this expands your mind and maybe you could get out a sheet of paper and write down, you know, why, why are you where you're at in business? What's keeping you there? And then write a list of what your wants are, what your hopes are, your dreams are. What would you actually be doing if you could take the money aspect out of it? If you haven't spent money on what you're doing, if you haven't spent time and energy and effort into what you're doing, if you haven't invested into what you're doing, take that out of it for just a second and write down what you would be doing. That's your answer. So don't play into this old time like fashion thing that was probably preached to us as we were kids. Like you start... You start that sport, right? You're going to finish it. You start whatever it is, that school project. Maybe that's not a good analogy, but you get it. Like you start something, you're going to finish it. Even if you're miserable, even if you hate it, even if it's not your thing, like you just finish it. Why? Why? Because that's what everybody else does. No. Like I am so at a point in my life, if I don't thoroughly enjoy something, I'm out. Like we get one life, you guys. We don't get any do-overs to this. We don't get any rewinds. We have one life and it is so short. Do what you want. And if you're keeping yourself stuck on one path, on one strategy, in one business, in one industry, whatever it is, And it's not serving you, but you think to yourself, well, this is what I've been doing. This is what I've spent time on. This is what I've spent effort on, or this is what someone expects me to do. Your people pleasing tendencies. Well, I've been following my mentor and and she's been doing this or my leader or my friend or my mom or sister, whatever thinks I should do this. Like maybe it would disappoint people. I urge you to disappoint people. Go disappoint somebody. Like that's a challenge right there. (laughs) I want you to disappoint somebody this week and do what you want. Go be a quitter. I bet you never thought you'd hear this. (laughs) Hear that from me on this podcast. Go be a quitter this week. 
quit something that's no longer serving you. You know good and well that it's no longer serving you, but you're staying there just because of money, time, effort, energy. Quit. Quit doing it. Okay? I hope that this helped you. I hope this served you. Take a minute right now and send this to a friend, somebody else that's in business with you, somebody that's at your company, somebody that's on your team, someone that you know. Send this episode to them because I think it's going to help. I know, I don't think. I think I know it's going to help someone that needs to hear this because I needed to hear this years ago. I had to figure it out myself. And if I could save you the time and torment of staying where you're at for another six months, let's send it to someone who needs it. Okay, if you enjoyed this, um, as always, take a screenshot, share it to your stories, tag me in it. It's at the Ashley Will. I will reshare it and feature you. I appreciate you guys so, so, so much. Um, I started this podcast not really knowing... (laughs) what the heck I was doing or where it was going to go. And it's really just become my passion project and I enjoy it so much. It's, it's kind of like an open mic for me. Like I just, it's like a safe space for me to just say what I want and what I believe and what I know will truly help people and with no filter. And I, I just, Hope and pray that you take massive value away from it.